Hello and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast. We're on a mission to optimize our lives through faith, health, wisdom, and much more. Thank you for joining us on our journey. Here now is our host, Nick Carlisle. What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast, where it is my duty to explore all things related to living an optimized and fulfilling life. I personally am on the never-ending journey to improve myself and figured why not share my findings and my conversations with as many people as possible. This episode is brought to you by MyLifeEnchanted.com, which is where you can find all things related to the Life Enchanted movement. You can sign up for my email newsletter on there, read my blog, check out some apparel I designed, learn how to support me through Patreon, and a bunch of other stuff as well. Also, please consider leaving a rating and possibly a review of the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Your feedback helps other people discover the show and join the movement. My guest for this episode is my dude, Blake Houston. I've known Blake for a long time, and he is super diligent in his journey to really become the best version of himself. We recorded this episode in the middle of Venice Beach at Erwan Market, so please excuse all the chatter and sirens and whatnot. I did my best to eliminate those, but I'm stoked for you guys to listen to this episode and get a glimpse into this man's lifestyle and his mind. So without further ado, Blake Houston, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, so you got some new ink since the last time I talked to you. Yeah, probably a, a fair amount more <laughs> since amount, the last dude. time we talked. <laughs> yeah, oh. I encourage the listeners, go check out Blake's Instagram real quick. He's got a lot of ink, and a lot of it is, is really, really dope. Um, I want to talk behind the meaning behind some of this. So your most recent one is your uh, head, yeah? Is the head. And then so... For those of you who don't know, I had uh, dreads for the last five years. I'd been growing my hair for about seven years. Um, and that had always been in the plan when I decided to cut the locks off that I was going to tattoo the head. So finally chopped the locks. And then we, <clears throat> my girlfriend actually tattooed the head. It's a scarab beetle. And then there's like a third eye on the top. Um, the scarab beetle represents like new life, uh, rebirth. Uh, new beginnings, fresh start, um, immortality. So as I shaved the locks off, that felt like it was kind of like the end of a journey. Yeah. And I feel like I'm stepping into something new. And yeah. so this, that's what the, the beetle represented. That's and tight. then the third eye on top was just like a symbol of uh, inner knowing and inner yeah. wisdom, like uh, the knowledge beyond like what is seen by the eyes. Yeah, man. Yeah. The third eye concept I always thought was only associated with like Buddhism and Hinduism and was kind of like um, taboo for Christians and believers like myself. But I've recently been diving into this dude, uh, Richard Rohr's work, who um, focuses a lot on Christian mysticism. Right. And he gets down to the, the, the true basics of Christianity and the teachings of the Bible. And... Um, and he shows in his works and in his books how closely related Hinduism and Buddhism and Christianity and Taoism and all those things um, are at their right, core. Right. And one of the things he talks about is the third eye and how um, basically the third eye for a, a Christian or a believer like myself is being able to see the divinity in 
what you see with your real eyes. So our real eyes give us the sensory input of human beings and animals and trees and clouds and stuff like that. And we can get that sensory input, but when we actually take it to a deeper level to our third eye, we can recognize Christ in all of those things. So I can see the goodness in you. I can see Christ in you. I can see Christ in that bird flying overhead because all of these things are part of Christ's creation and Christ's goodness, which was a super cool concept for me. So now I'm able to like appreciate it because it's on your hand right here too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and if you believe in the idea of that, like Christ or Christ consciousness or Christ is available for anybody at any time, Mm -hmm. um, then that's like that inner knowing. And once you shut off the mind that's you know, constantly thinking and pulling us out of the present moment, once you shut that off and go into a meditation or a prayer at that moment, you're able to access the divine, you know, whatever yeah. any culture or religion wants to call it. I think like it's waiting for people to tap into, you know? Totally, totally. That that third inner eye of seeing right. in a different way. Right. Beyond what the sense yeah. the senses Seeing beyond like the senses and the eyes and seeing beyond like just yourself and the thought of things of the brain, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a, a deeper wisdom yeah. inside, you know, you, you have Jesus tatted on your arm. I want to ask you, cause we grew up kind of in the faith together, going to Bayside church and stuff like that. Shout out Bayside church. But, hey. um, where are you at right now? with just like your beliefs and whatnot, if you don't mind me asking, um, the beliefs, man, I've been, yeah, just on a journey, like yeah. with, with the, exploring all aspects mm-hmm. um and then growing up in the church when i when i got this tattoo was at a place when i think it was it was pretty soon after my mom had told me that i wasn't a christian she told you <laughs> yeah. you weren't she told me because of the lifestyle that i was leading she was like you know you're not a christian and i was like had to step back and think about it and be like hmm i guess i'm not if you compare me to uh you know what I've been told a Christian is supposed to do because I'm not really doing those type of things yeah and so I remember I went up to my room that night I was probably like 19 I think and I was like thinking like fuck well if I'm not a Christian according to my mom let's play with that idea (laughs) what does that make me does that mean I don't believe in in God you know and then so I started being like "Hmm, no I feel like I actually have like this relationship with God that's what I was thinking at that time which is what Christianity is right and then I was like well fuck it I'm not a Christian then, but I was like, at that point I was like, I, but I follow like Christ's message. Like, yeah. so at that point it was like, I tattooed the Christ and I wanted to start doing this whole, like still this whole religious sleeve. Yeah. But at that point I was, you know, deemed by my mother, like you're not a Christian. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't act like the people in the church, but uh-huh. like maybe I'm more of a rebel, like this, this guy, Christ, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then through exploring, you know, I was scared to let go of the idea too. Like I was like, "Oh, dude, I, what if if you if I let go of the idea that Jesus isn't like God, my one and only Savior, I'm burning in hell forever." Yeah. You know. Um, so I was terrified of that for a while, and then I just started to play with the idea that like maybe that's not what it is, you know. And and to put this, I'd put these prayers out to God and be like, you know, don't punish me for for like what I feel like Mm -hmm. it's just what I feel I'm just exploring I don't know the truth I've been Mm -hmm. told a lot of things that aren't true I've been told a lot of things that are true so I just went on this journey you know exploring through meditation through psychedelic use through movement and Mm -hmm. all of this and um I think where I'm at now with with Christ like mad respect I take that guy as like like an amazing amazing teacher and and 
probably the most woke human to ever walk the earth, I <laughs> yeah. feel like. And I feel yeah. like he was, you know, to say the son of God, like I think we're all the son of God, you know, and that lives within all of us. And like, that was the person that showed the way through like awakening that Christ consciousness, that third eye dimension mm-hmm. was like a teacher of how to get to that space yeah. and was, you know, sent down to be an, a messenger, you know, yeah. and, mm. and teach people that way. I mean, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit dwells within all of us, and and Jesus did come right. down to be the example of how we should live. And it's not right. about legalism. It's not about doing certain acts and acting a certain way, like right. like the church portrays. Right, unfortunately, right. You're which in if you do this, exactly. you're out. If you do that, if you yeah. don't believe this, exactly. You, you know, it's not. I had this experience um, on a five meo DMT journey where. <clears throat> Uh, so the way 5-MEO works, it's a, it's a form of DMT from a bufa toad. Um, so it's a venom that's produced in these glands. And when you milk it, you get this 5-MEO uh, DMT, and you can smoke this. And so the way that you do a ceremony is you do, well, the way I did a ceremony is you do three hits of it back to back to back. And on the second, and it was all like layered, so the first hit was small, and then bigger and then bigger. Mm-hmm. And so on the second... Uh, hit of this DMT, I wasn't thinking about Christ at all, really, but when I walked into the to the house, they had this altar, and on the altar there was crystals, and there was a Buddha, and a Ganesh, and then there was a big, huge picture of Jesus, and I remember thinking, like, huh, I didn't expect to see that, you yeah. know, picture of Christ here, and so I take this uh, huge hit, and I fly back, and, like, my body disintegrates, and I feel like I'm just going to this space of nothingness. And then the only image I see is that picture of Christ just like flies past my viewpoint. And then all of a sudden the room got filled up where like basically my whole consciousness got filled up with this consciousness that was just pure love. Mm. And I wasn't crying, but that's what it felt like. I was crying as it was like something was around me. And then it's it's that that was pure love. Mm. And then it spoke to me and it said, you know, you've been curious about what I am your whole entire life. This is an audible voice speaking to you? Yeah, speaking. It said you've been curious your whole entire life. Um, you were you were told the day you came out of your mother's womb that Jesus loves you. Yeah. And it was like, uh, forget everything that you were ever told about me, but know me and feel me now. Drop the dogma, drop the church, drop the Bible. I'm inside of all men at all times, available for anybody to access, and I am love. And it just and then she said, know me and feel me now and left me with this like amazing presence. And then whew, everything disappeared and I came back into myself. Can you contrast where you were at with him prior to that to where you are today? Well, when I came out of that experience, I just remember saying like, oh, I met, I, I know what Christ is for the first time. And I'd heard yeah. people speak of uh, like Christ consciousness. I don't know yeah. if you ever heard people speak this word, but mm-hmm. I, I understood why. It was, people started saying the the term Christ consciousness because it was a, like just a vast like form of consciousness. Yeah. And then it was saying like drop everything. Yeah. Like forget all that you've been told. It doesn't matter, man. Like yeah. This is this is inside of you. This is what I am. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like it's yeah. been done. It's it's taken care of. Like this yes. this exists for you. So at that point, I took the advice of whatever that was i'm just like i'm worried about it you know but i know that's inside of me i know that's always with me i know that's you know accessible for all people like at any any moment in time totally you know? yeah that's super interesting and 
And something that, that I've thought about recently or I've learned about recently that is also interesting to me and I haven't completed my, my whole entire thought process on this on it um, is that Christ lived and died and then there was a couple hundred years where there wasn't a Bible and there wasn't a church. Right. And in that time, Christianity, it's not like it ceased to exist. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you could still be a Christian before the Bible and you could still be a Christian before the, ch the church was really established. The Bible was made by humans. The Bible was made by, or the church was made by humans. And, and there's definitely an argument there that God, it's God's will for those things to be created by us, but right. we are flawed. And right. these flawed humans created this thing. And this kind of brings up the whole inerrancy argument of the Bible, which, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm just not knowledgeable enough about. But I think it goes to your point that if you say forget about the Bible, if you say forget about the church, if you say forget about the dogma, all that stuff, it's not like you're rejecting Jesus, that, that you can still have a relationship with God and follow Jesus without those things and follow his teachings. Right. Um, but there's also the other side that like those things help, you know, so illuminate. Think, yeah. Well, I was say like all these things like can be a window. Like I think like, all religions are trying to create a window to the divine, you know? And so it's like, if this, this is the way I, that I come to see it now is if this window like helps you connect with this thing, that's almost unspeakable. Mm -hmm. Um, like after I had one of these DMT experiences, it was the, the next hit. Like I transcended into just pure oneness, just a one vibration. Like there was no concepts, no thought there. It was just the abyss of like vibration. Like I wasn't there. Like there was no future, past, presence. It was just pure source it felt like to me. And when I, the first thing that popped in my That's head crazy. when I came back into self, I didn't even know who I was. I thought, I, my first thought was actually, I wonder what I'm going to become this time. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know that I was Blake Houston, this man yet. But the first, uh, I had a Bible verse, and I don't know if it's a direct verse, but it was something I had heard as a kid growing up in church came through my head, and it was, uh, for any man to look upon the Lord, he must die. He would die if you see him. If you, That's mm. how powerful God is. If you were to look at him, you'd die. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized, like, at that moment, like, oh, this substance, which they call the God molecule, you know, or the death, uh, death molecule, like it allowed me to have a death experience and, and I died, but then it was nothing but God. Wow. And it was just this vast presence. And it felt like that, that place was the other, one of the first things I said after that too, was that was the, that's the place where all things manifest. And wow. it was just this, you know, vibrating force. And so I feel like a lot of the teachings in the Bible were men trying to speak of this, um, experience where they have found God, they'd seen God, but it's unspeakable. So they're trying to put it into language, into teachings to create this window that can give you an experience or yeah. an understanding of, of true self. You yeah. Know? Yeah. What do you think happens when we die now? What, what is your perspective on that? That I'm going to say is just a, that's a mystery, man. Yeah. I don't think that anybody really, really knows i think some of these experiences i've had like have given me glimpses of what it may be like to die like this give me a full death of of self but i don't know man play yep. with the, the idea that your your spirit goes on to somewhere else mm -hmm. i even play with the idea that your spirit comes back here until your journey is done here mm -hmm. and that you you know continue to come back and um 
do this experience as a different human but with the same soul i mean that's reincarnation yeah uh that typically goes against a christian belief but kind of because if you think of uh john the baptist that was elijah right Oh, I don't. I don't know. So they always say that this was the re- John the Baptist. If I'm maybe I'm wrong and fucking yeah. this up, but there's the return <laughs> of Elijah. But in our gotcha. terminology in Christianity, we don't speak of it as reincarnation. But what is that? Mm-hmm. What the spirit of Elijah has returned in John the Baptist? Mm. Wouldn't that be a reincarnation of Elijah into John the Baptist? Interesting. Um, I think there's a couple other like prophets in the Bible too that they would say like, oh, this is the spirit of yeah, yeah, and we recognize him in this guy. Yeah. So. I play with the idea of that, you know, um, and then just also too into like, this is a great mystery. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. and this is like, that's one of the beautiful things of life. I think it's set up like that to keep people seeking and exploring yeah. and pushing the limits because we don't get to fully know, you know, even if, uh, you know, I was told when I went to church, like if you do these certain things and believe these thoughts, you go to heaven mm-hmm. and it's like, but what the fuck is heaven? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm not sure, man. Yeah. I don't know what happens. Do you have that. ultimate truths? Like, what are some ultimate truths that you have as a foundation for for your spirituality in your life? Mm, ultimate truth. I'd say the biggest truth is that I just think that this whole experience uh, was set up to, to help consciousness understand what love is. And that was, mm. if there's any truth in it, that this to me that this no matter how dark it can get is a loving experience and a gift yeah yeah that's yeah so anytime you see something fucked up or something terrible is happening to you um you know to just i have this i feel like this deep and understand deeper understanding or or uh deep amount of trust that this is all love like Mm. any way that you turn it like this was in the design this is what creator intended to have happen nothing is out of alignment um it's all flowing it's all taking its part and sometimes it's hard to see from the vantage point of a human being um but i have just a deep trust that like this is a like i I believe in the divinity of my own life so i wouldn't change a single thing because i believe it's playing out perfect just the exact way it should be and Mm -hmm. i believe that as the whole human experience the whole earthly experience even bigger than the human experience i think it's all um playing out exactly as intended yeah so like if there's any truth in that like in in this experience that's what my truth is that Mm -hmm. um this is love and it's it's flowing the way it's supposed to yeah that that concept of love man like it's you're not the first person i've talked to who's experimented with psychedelics and that's brought up the concept of love as what they experience in those moments and I think that 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 concept of love it kind of just transcends everything and it goes through like you know Buddhism and Taoism and Hinduism and Christianity and all these different religions it it always comes down to love I feel like and and for me the Bible says that God is love and that you know um whatever is true whatever is noble think about these things and whatever is good comes from the Father and it's like I can recognize goodness in things that aren't necessarily aligned with the camp, the Christian camp that I aligned with. That doesn't mean it's not from God. So for me, it's like, I recognize 
the goodness in you. I recognize the goodness in all these other people and all these other things. And that to me is God and that is love. And that's what God wants. And and we're not called, I'm not called to judge other people and say like, man, they're not going to heaven and there's no God within them because God is love and there's goodness in God and everyone. So I think that concept of love, man, is just like, it's that, it's that bedrock, that, that universal principle that kind of everything boils down to you can nuance in nuance the different yeah. you know yeah, man, philosophies even, and stuff but i even see it now is like that the darkness is still like on a super deep level the darkness or the fucked up things that can happen um are still a form of love because it's mm-hmm. it's uh allowing you to see to have the polarity is allowing you to understand the opposite you know like yeah. we wouldn't we wouldn't understand what cold weather was like, you know, if there wasn't hot weather. Yes. It would just be weather. Yes, yes. And so that space I spoke of, that was one vibration. This is just a theory, and I'm not attached to this either. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. it's that one vibration space. I see this as just consciousness. This is like the am that I am. And then that, that consciousness becomes self-aware. And so the first thing it does is creates its equal and opposite. Boom. There's polarity. And in between polarity comes this creation of both. And in that is basically God or consciousness, whatever you want to call it, manifested into billions and billions of different living organisms from human beings to the gut biome to Mm -hmm. each piece of grass to all things. And it's consciousness exploring itself and it's figuring itself out and it's finding its potential and it's exploring what love is and it's just having this like divine beautiful experience and so that's why you can see god in all things because this is all god's creation and god's essence lives inside of each thing here you know and it's all playing out its part it's all doing i think something bigger than we really can wrap our heads around amen man amen yeah one of the things that i i tag my photos with and one of the things i say often is creation admiration and that kind of speaks to that third eye principle and what you were just talking about like just this kind of awe of creation and this you this you can't understand it but you're in awe of it and you want to put words to it but you can't because it's just so beyond you and it's it's so next level and it's created by you know obviously a being that we can't understand that it's like wow wow lord and it puts you in that and that just place of, of wonder and love. Right. Yeah. And even like you're talking about all the messed up things that happen in the world and you could, if you want to break those down, bring them all back to love. I mean, right. a lot of the things that, that are unfortunate that happen come from fear and insecurity. And what, what is at the root of fear and insecurity? People who feel unloved or are not right. loved, you right. know, um, you could boil everything down to that. You mentioned movement. Um, and I know that's part of your, your, routine your physical routine and i know you're training some people in movement i know it's tough to uh to articulate movement without showing it um but what what does movement really mean to you in your in your physical exercise routine like what what type of stuff are you doing how does it help you um movement to me i think has become for a long time and I didn't even realize it but it's like it's a form of meditation mm. and it's a form of be- becoming present um also I flow think, state yeah flow state and I think as as adults too or as we get older like you start to lose uh like play time yes <laughs> so like just like yes. you know we talk about what happens after you die well, you know I don't know but I don't know like 
I have a human body right now, so it's like let's explore what it what it feels like to be in here. Like I feel like I'm consciousness and manifested into an expression of a human being right now, and so it's a way to express yourself. It's a way to um, to play. It's a way mm-hmm. to get out of your mind and um, into your body, into your heart, into your soul, and mm-hmm. become very present in the moment. Where yeah. that, and that's where all like the juice of life is really happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's the gift. Um, so I think. I think that right there is that's one thing why why I love movement or why I love to teach movement to people. Yeah. Um do you have like specific um like routines or like specific like um I don't know like movements that you actually do or is it just kind of free flow go with the flow how you're feeling? For myself or my yeah, people? Yeah, for, your, for uh, myself. Well, for yourself. Um <clears throat> It depends. I, I really so I've done a lot of things over the years. You know, you knew me back when I used to love to lift weights when I was like nineteen. Yeah. And just get as big as I could. You know? So I have the knowledge of like a, a bodybuilder or whatever, which I'm not really into these days. But then it was, you know, ten years of training Muay Thai and martial arts, and then you know, long during that practice, that was calisthenics and different things that we would do, um, kettlebells, um, and then it some point i got into yoga pretty heavy and i just mm-hmm. did n- almost nothing but yoga and occasionally kettlebells and body weight stuff um uh for about two years and then really since i've been here in la i've dropped going to any type of classes and i just kind of do my own thing so that's like a combination of um calisthenics that i've learned you know over the last what like 15 20 yeah. years um along with the yoga, along with, you know, implementing Muay Thai through shadow boxing and stuff like this, along with um, Animal Flow. I'm actually going to do an Animal Flow workshop um, tomorrow. Oh, really? Um, so I've been messing around with those movements. Um, Is that like on your hands and knees types st- are like uh, yeah, bear you know, crawling? And like- yep, like bear crawls. And Or have you ever seen um, that girl Francesca Fit on like um, on its page? Oh yeah, 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 and she does a lot of like these cool flow she had brown type hair. Yeah, she yeah, has, like flow type movements. Almost looks like yoga. Yeah, yeah, but you're not like confined to a mat. Yeah, so it's kind of like primal animalistic uh, movements with with like a flow to it. Got you. Um, so I'll mess around with stuff like that. I've been really getting into working on my handstands. Yes, yeah, sir. Me too. Um, I'm trying. Playing around, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough, dude. Playing around on the rings. Oh yeah, um, and the bars. I'll go down to Santa Monica and mess around on that stuff. Um, so that that's kind of where my movement's at now i just feel mm-hmm. into the body i actually got into for the first time lifting some heavy weights lately where i've gone and doing a uh, barbell squats and deadlifts um i haven't i hadn't lifted a barbell for about 10 years up dang. until the last couple of months dang shout out this car going nuts right? <laughs> on their horn right now um, but one of my the most important thing to me right now, I think, in my movement practice is uh, like my morning routine. Yes, let's talk about um, that. I, lo- I love dirtying out with morning routine stuff. Yeah. So morning routine usually starts out um, wake up, hydrate. What time do you wake up usually? Uh, it depends. I just try to get get eight hours around. But I've been playing like uh, the last couple of weeks with waking up with the sunrise. Nice. Um, so that's like 5.45. Do you have to set your alarm to wake up with the sunrise or do you just The first kind of- couple of times and then I'll start to wake up. Mm-hmm. But that's that was like my plan. Like I'm going to stick to this. Yeah. But then it's it's tough, especially too when you have a partner and she's up doing stuff late and then you end up staying later. Yep. So um, it's usually around eight hours, but between 5.45 and 7.30 is usually when I get up. 
And that's then, quite the window. <laughs> yeah. Two hours. So it's a two hour window <laughs> yeah. depending when I go to sleep. Really. Got you. Got you. Um, but yes, hydration. And I just do like 16 to 20 ounces of water with some sea salt and uh, lemon. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go right outside. Um, usually I'll walk down to the beach, um, get barefoot in the sand, go down to the ocean. And I'll do uh, movement down there for about 15 minutes of, of movement. Um and that consists of like I've been messing around with some qigong exercises. Um, what are those? It's like a, a I'm not that knowledgeable on it, uh-huh. but it's kind of like a tai chi type thing where it's okay. instead of like a workout where you are expelling all your energy out, qigong is supposed to bring the energy in. Okay. So it's very breath focused. It's uh, like it's movements. Uh, slower movements and things like weird things to like shaking the body out and okay, slapping gotcha. slapping all over your body jumping up and down you know look like a crazy guy on the beach doing that i'll mix in shadow boxing different mm. yoga poses just mm-hmm. kind of feeling see what my body needs that day and then i will um do three rounds of breath work um Usually like Wim Hof style breath work. Okay. So like hyperventilation and then breath holds. Yep. Over oxygenating the body. Yeah. And then I'll either jump in the ocean for an ice cold, you know, ocean dip or I'll go back up and take an ice cold shower. Yeah. Um, You do that every morning typically? Every morning. Yeah. Cold morning. You know, I did it almost every day for a year. And Mm -hmm. then I um, realized that, you know, sometimes my body actually doesn't want that. Like if if I've stressed myself out. Um, I don't want to add another stress on top of it. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll give myself the luxury of a hot shower yeah, occasionally. Yeah. But I don't, I've come to not really even enjoy the hot shower as much. Agreed, <laughs> man. I can see, I took a hot shower like this night. morning before. Yes, at yeah. night. I took one um, this morning because, like you said, I just wasn't feeling it. I just felt like my body, I, my, my intention was to go in and take a cold shower at 5 a.m. before I hopped in the car and dipped down here. But when I went into the bathroom to take a cold shower, my body was just like, nah, man, you're Right, cool. don't do it. And that's, uh, it's interesting that you brought up, like, your body speaking to you about being overstressed because I've been working out a ton since I've been on summer break. Yesterday I hit the steam room. Um, it was a hectic day yesterday, so that might play into it. Like your body just like, dude, chill. But I took a warm shower and it sucked. And I was like, dang, right. I, like, I wish that I didn't even shower at all. Right. And I think that's something to play with too, is like not showering sometimes. I think yeah. we're obsessed with being clean and yeah. we think like, oh, I can't go out and not shower. You know? But I think most of the time you'll be all right. You yeah, know? dude. It's healthy um, to not shower and to be dirty. Yeah. Get and to your, let that... the natural biome of exactly. your skin, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll do the cold shower and then I'll do, uh, I do 15 minutes after at least 15 minutes eh, sometimes it's 10 but meditation mm-hmm. um what does your meditation look like are you focusing on breath are you doing like more tra- yeah so style or i do more of it's a vipassana or insight meditation which would be a, a breath focused meditation got you where you're kind of just you know the mind starts to wander you realize it's wandering and you find your breath mm-hmm. mind starts to wander you realize it's wandering and you find your breath yeah um that's the that's the style i practice um, yeah something that i just uh, started doing added to right before my meditation is I have these Osho Zen uh, tarot cards. Okay. And so I'll just take the cards and I'll I'll flip one and then I'll see what comes up. And you know, there's a lot of like ideas behind tarot cards and all this stuff. But the yeah. way that I use them is um, you flip the card and whatever's on there, I see what it invokes inside of me. So like the other day, I flipped a card um, <clears throat> that was the Rebel. 
and I get to see this picture and I start looking at the picture. I start looking at the rebel and start like applying, like, what does that mean to my life? And it's just like to put my thought in a very like mindful, intentional way. Or I pulled innocence the other day. Oh, interesting. Um, so then I'm looking at like, huh, where's the innocence? And like, what does that mean to me right now? Hmm. And like start playing with the idea and I'll give myself like, you know, however long I need before I go into my meditation to look at. Yeah. Uh, or this morning I pulled the fool. <laughs> and so it was like, I saw that as like, okay, the fool, like, you know, don't be so serious, be playful, like oh, take yeah. some risks and like do some things that, you know, maybe your overly analytical mind would say, don't do that. That's foolish. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. But it's like, let's play a little bit like, or let's take a risk or, yeah. you know, be goofy or whatever it is. And so like, I'll flip these cards and just see the picture and all the cards are mostly like human behaviors and human archetypes. Gotcha. So I see the card and then I like, just listen, like, what does that start to invoke inside of me? And then occasionally I'll read what the book says, and the book is like uh, inspired off of like Osho and, and Zen teachings, uh -huh. and so it's always like some you know it's Buddhist type message, which is which is nice. Yeah, um, yeah. But a lot of times I won't even look at the book, and I'll just look at the picture and whatever that archetypical character is, and see like what gets triggered in me, or if, yeah. you know if it's something too that's like oh you pulled the miser like uh. and it's like i'm not a miser <laughs> and then it's like you start pushing it away and saying you're not and then yeah. you pull it back in and be like okay wait actually where what am i holding on to what am i hoarding yeah in my life what am i not willing to share with people and start you know just breaking in these different human archetypical behaviors and characters and see yeah. like what it invokes in me so that's one thing I, i've added recently that's really interesting i could I can see how useful that would be as well because because you're right there is definitely a stigma behind tarot cards but I mean it, you can you're treating it basically just as if I just grabbed a uh, ten flashcards and wrote different personality traits on them right. and flipped them over it's like there's right. you know for it, sure that invokes the, if anything like there's all this mysticism around it you yeah know? but there the only thing that I could say that seems to be mystical about them is when you close your eyes and pick a card and then some t like a lot of times that card is like exactly what you needed to see that day uh. and so it's that's the interesting part i don't know why it does that or, yeah. you know but i think that goes into like that third eye aspect that there's something inside of you that knows like even though the cards are face down like it's almost like reinstilling like have faith in the unknown yeah because yeah. it's going to be there for you it's going to have your back you yeah know? even in the simple form of these these cards with depictions on the back totally it makes you rearrange your narrative of yourself yeah um and and kind of look at things that you wouldn't normally look at because we all have this stupid narrative that we run of who we are and what our you know habits are and what people think about us and stuff like that but when you're pulling these it makes you kind of rearrange that narrative and say hmm, right. how am i a miser i don't consider myself a miser but right. maybe i am a little bit of a miser right that's and super it, interesting it doesn't have to be in the classical term either of like money yeah. you know i hoard money or i'm super greedy with my possessions it could be like maybe you're being a little greedy with your with your love you know yeah. maybe you're being a little greedy with like your energy and your going to the store with your headphones in and keeping your head down and not engaging with people and maybe you should share yourself a little bit more you know like yeah. it could be all kinds of things interesting but back to the the question that kind of that wraps up the morning routine right okay. now for me that's kind of like the flow of it that's awesome when you're doing these like movement stuff um and these exercises are you trying to really like build up a sweat and get the heart rate going or is it more of just like loosen up the body in in the morning uh yeah in the morning yeah i don't rarely break a sweat especially mm -hmm. too i'm on the beach usually yeah. with the shirt off and i'm at early so it's cold yeah um <clears throat> but no i'm just trying to get the body moving get mm -hmm. everything flowing and i i love uh coffee 
Yeah. And so especially like bulletproof coffee, buttered coffee, you know, I adore coffee, but I like to get my body fully awake before I yes. put the caffeine inside of it. So in that movement, I think it's just, you know, I'm getting the light on my body. I'm letting my feet hit the earth. I'm getting the water on me. I'm allowing my body to fully wake up. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm also bringing awareness around my thought um, process, my thought patterns, checking in with myself, seeing where I'm at before I do anything in the day, before I engage with other people, before I go out into the world. And then when I allow myself that coffee is usually about two hours after I've been up. Then it's like, boom, then it's like a boost totally. to me instead of like, I need this to wake up. I'm awake and now I'm just using it as like a tool, like an yeah. extra tool to like go, you know, get shit done or, yeah. or just you know feel the buzz off the coffee and uh, yeah, enjoy the exactly. flavor you know no i definitely recommend i do the same thing I, yeah. I go through wim hof i do some body weight stuff um i hydrate and then i usually read and pray a little bit prior to consuming caffeine but you're right it's nice. it's not a it's not a crutch it's more of a a tool like you said a pick me up and i people who are waking up like just rolling out of bed and the first thing they do is having coffee it's that is a detriment and it it diminishes the benefits from coffee as well right. because it, it gets you from your slumber to like a false sense, sense of awake and then you crash and you feel like crap. Yeah. Whereas if you use your natural physio physiology to wake yourself up and get yourself going and use light and hydration and kind of let your body know like, hey, we're getting after it. Wake up. Let's right. do this. And then consume the caffeine. It's like that extra boost. And I, I feel at that point like... You know, maybe if I went till two or three or something, I might be a little grumpy or yeah, something like that's that too without long. coffee. You know? <laughs> that's too but long. I don't feel like I know people that will get headaches mm -hmm. um, if they don't have it by a certain time. So I don't feel that my body and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like it's so dependent on it mm -hmm. um, since I've started doing that whole morning routine and yeah. hydrating yeah. and doing all of this stuff prior to then I don't feel like the body doesn't also doesn't scream for it. You know, it's like it. it it enjoys it, it wants it, but it's not like, uh, I'm not getting a withdrawal as much, I don't feel. I've noticed that as well, actually, because this is kind of something newer I've done within the last year, and I, now that you're putting words to it, I've absolutely noticed that, that it's not like I have to have it or I'm going to start withdrawing, because caffeine withdrawal is real. Yeah, yeah. People struggle with that, but I've noticed that you're right. When you use it more as a tool, there's more flexibility with when and where you can use it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What what supplements do you mess around with? Um, so I love I love taking uh, medicinal mushroom supplements. Um, I got I I don't right now I just have lion's mane, but mm -hmm. I usually like lion's mane, chaga, reishi, cordyceps. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something I usually throw into my coffee in the morning. Do you do you have a specific brand you use? You use Four Sigmatic or? Um, I use no, I don't use. I, occasionally, I'll use Four Sigmatic, but I usually use real mushrooms. Okay. Um, or Wild Foods is actually what, oh, I'm, yeah. what I'm using now. Got so. you. Got you. Shout out to Wild Foods. You can check them out. Yeah. My Instagram. I got a discount code. So. What is that code? <laughs> Um, you'll have to go to my Instagram to see it. I'm all not right. sure. <laughs> cool. Cool. So you throw in your coffee and each, do you usually combine all of them or does like one, uh, promote like mental clarity? And if you got to do something like a podcast or something, you throw in that. So or? I start my morning with all those usually. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, but I'll take another dose. Say if I'm going to do a workout later in the day, I'll take cordyceps. Cordyceps allows more oxygen flow into the body. So you don't burn out as quick. Got you. Um, so like cordyceps before a workout or if I'm going to go do a little studying, read up on some stuff, take the lion's mane. But, you know, I usually start with all those in the coffee uh, to 
to start the day. Got you. And you, um, you can notice a difference? Yeah, I notice a, a difference, but it's small, you know what I yeah. mean? I do a lot of things uh, for my body, like from all the stuff we just talked about yeah. to healthy organic diet. So then yeah. you add the mushroom supplements on top and I notice it. But it's slight, you know, so I think it's it, it plays a, a part in the long run. But mm -hmm. it's not like you just took a drug or something or like yeah. even caffeine is a drug. You take yeah. that and you feel like, oh, I'm, totally. I just took some caffeine. Totally. But with the mushrooms, it's it's more slight. But it's almost when you look back when you're not taking them to be like, oh, yeah, there was a little bit more clarity. Yeah. Things were flowing a little bit better. I wasn't getting sick, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what I was going to ask you. Have you have you gotten sick in the last year? Um, the only I got sick right around like Christmas time I'd mm -hmm. binged out on probably way too much sugar <laughs> and then lacking sleep and then yeah. so I got a little little sick but I you know I saw what I did and I was doing all the things that like I wouldn't recommend somebody to do yes. and then caught up with me you know interesting but when I'm staying on that flow of, of, of this type of stuff that we're talking about I don't normally get sick and if it is it's not enough to like stop me from going yeah. to work or doing a movement practice or something like that yeah so. yeah um, also, one of my favorite supplements is uh, I take pine pollen. Have you ever pine tried that? Pine pollen? Yeah. No. Um, some people say it's like a, they compare it to like a natural, like the, the steroid of plants. Really? But, um, yeah. Powder form? Uh, they have powder. I take a liquid form, a tincture um, through a company called Survival. Mm -hmm. Thrival, sorry. Um, and that one's like a more potent condensed form, but that's one of my favorite supplements. But that like for putting on lean muscle, energy for workouts, it's like a super strong libido boost. Really? Yeah. When do you usually take it? Morning, um, afternoon? Yeah, I'll take it in the morning and then I'll take it again another time throughout the day. When you read the back, it says like take three times a day or something, but I'll I'll start my morning and then I'll like do it before a workout or Interesting. You know, something like that. Pine pollen. Pine pollen, yeah. Interesting. I'll check that out. Any other supplements? Um yeah, I take um, uh, what is it for my for the gut is called um, going blank on this. Uh, is it on its? No, it's not on its gut stuff. It's um, wow. We'll go back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> going I can edit that out. It. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else. What else do I got? That's good. Uh, she legit. I've been messing around with some she legit. She legit. Yeah. Sounds like a rapper. She legit. Shout right? out be legit. <laughs> she legit. Um, yeah, it's from like, <laughs> like uh, I, I believe it comes from like ancient volcano uh, ash. Um, <laughs> it must be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that gives me a lot of boost of energy it's another like libido boost and up up of energy so got you um i'm pretty chilled out so i like to take stuff that give me a, an up <laughs> yeah man same here yeah same here blake this was awesome man i feel like we could talk for hours but i know you got places to be things to do so i appreciate you man keep doing yeah, what man. you're doing everyone go check him out can you uh give your we already gave your instagram handle any other places they can find you online i'm pretty much just an instagram guy so yeah uh, houston b86 you can find me there cool all right thanks brother all right, man. a special thanks to king's kaleidoscope for the instrumental used on the intro and outro of this podcast also, a big thanks to the good people at Capital Floats, which is Northern California's premier sensory deprivation and float tank facility. I am a frequent user there, and the experience is transformative to say the least. And for listeners of this podcast, they are offering an exclusive deal of 40% off the normal price for a single float. 
Just go to capitalfloats.com and use the promo code LIFEENCHANTED with no spaces at checkout. If you're in Northern California, you definitely want to take advantage of this. Please remember that I am not a doctor, so definitely consult your physician before making any sudden diet, supplement, or lifestyle changes suggested in any of these episodes. If you're interested in connecting with me, you can send an email to nick, N-I-C-K, at mylifeenchanted.com, or you can find me on Instagram at mylifeenchanted. Peace.